free people will never remain free if they are not willing, if need be, to fight for their vital interests. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Praise Yahweh and pass the ammunition. The Restoration Hour with Pastor Eli James. All right, welcome everybody. Pastor James here, and uh, I just want to quickly let you know uh, one of the posts I put up today uh, entitled The Goyim No. And um, my timing was impeccable in posting this. As I posted yesterday, and there's uh, the uh, picture on top of the post called the Goyim No, is one of General Patton, in which he says, Gentlemen, I have come this morning to the inexcusable, actually, <laughs> I don't think he worked, meant the inescapable, did he say inexcusable or is this a typo? Anyway, it should be inescapable. The inescapable conclusion that we have fought on the wrong side. Actually, it is inexcusable too. This entire war we have fought should have fought with the fascists against the communists and not the other way around. Now you know why he was murdered, folks. Now you know why he was murdered. And... The first item, the first video under that uh, photograph is Lucas Gage on the Jews. It is a profanity-laced uh, rampage against the Jews where he f has finally figured out that the Jews are evil and the Jews are working all together against the rest of humanity. And he has figured it out, folks. I don't know if he's been watching EFR or following Christian Identity. But he has figured it out. And then, after that, is a recording of Myron Fagan's expose of the Illuminati. Wonderful work. It's a two-and-a-half-hour presentation by Myron Fagan, who was, of course, a Jew. He was a Jewish movie producer. But he turned against his co-religionist, and he talks about the Rothschilds. He talks about all these Jews that are communists and uh, traitors to America. He really lays it on the line. So really great stuff. So I, I highly encourage you to go there and uh, and look at that post and, and watch those two videos. They are So anyway, uh, it turned out that Fetch on Speak Free Radio uh, had heard about this uh, video by Lucas Gage and uh, wanted to ask me about it. The reason why is because the ADL saw fit in criticizing Lucas Gage to mention the Christian identity movement, okay? And how evil we are, and that we're supposedly anti-Semitic and racist and haters and all of that crap that you hear from the Jews, okay? I just can't wait to see a Jew in court and give him the third degree. I just can't wait. All of these supposed good Jews that are all over the Internet. And they're so liberal. They're so liberal, which means anti-Christian. And it's nauseating watching these well-dressed Jews pat each other on the back for how liberal they are. Oh, man, I can't stand it anymore. Come, Yahshua, come and, and do what you have to do to these creatures with triple parentheses around the word uh, creatures. Folks, people are waking up. People are waking up. This is a positive sign. And so anyway, Fetch called me out to his show, and we did an hour-long interview, and that is posted up on uh, Speak Free Radio. A very good hour-long interview where I explain what Christian identity is all about and why the Jews are evil. So I, I totally agree with Lucas Gage. Okay, 
So that was the gist of that uh, interview today. It was very well received, and uh, it should go a long way to, to turn people on to Christian identity. So anyway, let's get to today's topic, which is uh, going to be a continuation of a theme I started a couple of weeks ago about uh, how the Jews have been hammering on the Palestinian people and uh, are committing ethnic cleansing, genocide, liquidation, brutality, murder, you name it, against the people of Gaza and against the people of uh, the Palestinian people in general. But even more than that, against all people in the world because their Jew world order, their international banking syndicates are killing people, robbing people, causing people to die, and their medical establishment is causing people to die, especially via vaccination and COVID. Folks, there is simply no doubt that the synagogue of Satan, the synagogue means congregation, the congregation of Jewry is the synagogue of Satan. They are the great Satan. And anybody who tries to point at America or the white race or any other entity besides the synagogue of Satan, that is Jewry itself, and doesn't understand that they are the synagogue of Satan and the Antichrist, those people need to get a wake-up call, a slap in the face, a cold water splashed in their face, a two-by-four on the side of the head, and a ton of bricks coming down on their heads. Whatever it takes to wake them up, we are here to wake them up. And uh, I think we're actually seeing the days, Ezekiel 37, where the dead men's bones, the, the, the dead bones of Israel are coming back to life and our people are waking up. There's no doubt that the dead men's bones must come back to life because it has been prophesied. And if it's been prophesied by, in Scripture, it must come true. And we have a lot of zombies on this planet who call themselves Christians. We have a lot of zombies who call themselves liberals. And all these bogus clubs created by the Jews to fight one against the other. Feminists versus men. (laughs) Excuse me. It only hurts when I laugh. Feminists versus men. Feminists versus women. Feminists versus each other. It's amazing what's going on in the world today. Confusion, absolute confusion reigns everywhere. Everywhere, and people think it's normal. I guess it's just like the kids in uh, Buenos Aires. The street urchins of Buenos Aires, they they grow up to be pocket pickers and criminals. They don't know any better because they've just been tossed out onto the street. They think that's reality. Well, for them, it is reality. And what we've been told by the Jews through their global mass media is reality for way too many people. they got to get away from Jew mass media in order to understand what's really happening in the world. So I just can't wait. I can't wait to confront these people on the street and especially in the courtroom. Cannot wait. That day is coming, folks, and I'm really looking forward to it. All right, so uh, let's uh, let me get into the chat room real quick before I go any further, and we're going to go into today's topic. Okay, so uh, say my volume needs to be turned up. I had a, another uh, bout with the uh, updates from Microsoft, and they keep on changing my volume levels every single time. There's an update. They changed my volume levels. So anyway, I turned it up. I hope that's the better, Swamp Fox. So let I have to go to the other uh, channel to get to these two articles. So the first is going to be from Minds Eye, which is a website I've never encountered before. And this is talking about 
What's going on? Hold on. I've got to uh, get in the right area. We've got two, the page is divided into two halves. And it's not coming up with the article I want. Okay. Let me see here. And it has links to the Daily Stormer, InfoStormer, Unth Review, VDare, American Renaissance, etc. So this is clearly a white nationalist, white self-defense group. And, okay, yeah, here's the story. Here's the story I wanted to go to from that website. But I want to go to Mondeweiss first. And so I'm going to copy and paste this article because this is about the ADL is leading the attack against free speech in Palestine. And, of course, we know that the Jews control mass media around the world, and all you hear from them is, we are so persecuted, and the Palestinian uh, boys and girls who lob sticks and stones at us, they are so evil, and they're killing Jews. You can't possibly believe this garbage. That's what it is. It's total garbage. The Palestinians on mainstream media never have ever had a voice. Never. The Jews make sure to censor their voices. The Jews make sure to censor our voices. The the greatest obstacle to freedom of speech in the world is the ADL of B'nai B'rith. The Anti-Definition League Defamation League. Actually, the Anti-Definition League is good too because they're opposed to correct definitions of words. <laughs> We've been doing so many studies about the correct definitions of words and the Jews are the inventors of false definitions of words and they invent new words when they need to, such as Gentile, when the Bible contains no such word, in order to deceive us. So, and I have to report that the, the Jewish community is reporting that anti-Jewish attacks, both verbally and physically, have increased over 40% since last year. Why? Because people are figuring out who and what they really are, and they're not buying their lies anymore. So, folks, this is a really good sign, a really good sign for the world, that the world is waking up to Jewish criminality. So, here's what the article says. The Anti-Definition League's call for the FBI and IRS to surveil, investigate, and possibly prosecute student activities is a new level in its McCarthyite campaign. No, no, don't be smirch McCarthy. Remember, McCarthy was trying to expose Jew communists in our government. Campaign to silence any and all criticism of Israel. Kyrgyzstan. Okay. And, of course, the ADL, as I just said, is the greatest obstacle to freedom of speech in America and virtually every other country, white nation on the, on the planet, has a group similar to the ADL that also suppresses freedom of speech in that country. So, the article goes, Columbia University's recent suspension of its students for justice in Palestine. Now, it, it doesn't go against Jewish students for bombing uh, 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 you know, bombing Palestinians and Hamas and Gaza. Yeah, no, no, well, see, the, the Jews are very careful to couch their hatred of other people in terms of self-defense. See, we have to defend ourselves. You know, the number one reason, as Bibi Netanyahu has stated numerous times, is for the continued existence of the Jewish people. Yet, when it comes to the continued existence of the white race, Jews are opposed to it. Isn't that interesting? They're opposed to the continued existence of the Palestinian people, too. 
but the Palestinians are more connected to, they have more Israelite DNA than the Jews do. And people are beginning to figure that out too. So let's continue. Suspension of Students for Justice in Palestine and Jewish Voices for Peace chapters, they have combined together to stage demonstrations against the Zionists, was just the latest example of the unfolding attacks on free speech when it comes to Palestine in the United States. There you go. That is correct. And I don't think there's any other group in America that can tell a university like Columbia to tell its students not to criticize Jews. Among the troubling aspects of this trend is the role outside groups are playing in university actions since October 7th. And as I've been saying here on Eurofolk Radio, October 7th was a huge mistake by Bibi. But I think he had to do it because his own people, Kyrgyzstan, is such a viper's pit of Jews biting at each other, all of the various different groups of, of rabid Jews, one more rabid than the other, one more fanatical than the other, one crazier, one more violent than the other, is causing Kyrgyzstan to come apart at the seams. An ex, I think it was uh, Barak, if I'm not mistaken, stated that in the Israeli state, they have a current situation of civil war. And so this is why Netanyahu had to disband the Supreme Court of the Israeli state and simply become its dictator. That's what he is, a dictator. Well, usually what happens after a dictator takes over is there's a few assassination attempts. And the Jews have assassinated at least two of their own dictators already. Okay, so that shows you how fanatical these people really are. How crazy they really are. How undisciplined they really are. I mean, Judaism is fanaticism to the nth degree. Any group that says we can kill anybody, any non-Jew we want at our pleasure, that's what their Talmud says. And we've uh, we've reported several rabbis saying that, and they actually accuse us, the white people, of being Amalek, trying to turn the tables on us yet again. But nobody's buying it anymore. Those smirking faces on those rabbis are going to turn to wailing and gnashing of teeth. Because the world is turning against them. Okay? So among the troubling aspects of this trend is the role outside groups are playing in university actions, including the ADL, which has been leading the charge against SJP chapters nationally. Despite being widely understood as a mainstream civil rights misunderstood, no, their purpose is to suppress freedom of speech. That's the purpose of the Anglo-Defamation League. The Anglo-Defamation League has a long history of surveilling and infiltrating social justice and human rights organizations. Actually, they even started up a few of those trying to control the movement, silencing advocacy for Palestine, and particularly working to silence any and all criticism of Israel. There you go. This website, Mondeweiss, has it figured out. And there's more and more websites coming out against Jewry, not just Zionism, but Jewry, and more and more videos coming out attacking Jewry, and rightfully so, because of their criminal exploits globally and locally. William Fink had a great quip. He said, if the crime has been committed, arrest the nearest Jew <laughs> and, and wait for trial. But arrest the nearest Jew. Students for Justice in Palestine in particular has been in the crosshairs of the ADL's repression campaign for at least a decade. There you go. One of the, well, not only that, 
the ADL as the spokesgroup for the secret society called B'nai B'rith has been in the forefront of attacking the First Amendment ever since they arrived on our shores. And that's B'nai B'rith because they've been in America for a long time. They were in Charleston, South Carolina, importing slaves from Africa, don't you know? Many of these Jews were slave owners and holders themselves. They were slave sellers in the South for the entirety of the South's history up until after the Civil War. At which point they began pretending, oh, we were never slaveholders. We were never in favor of slavery. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, and they have figured out that the Jews, the main tactic of the Jews is to accuse others of doing what they do. And one of the main avenues for doing so, that is suppressing criticism of Jewry, has been to equate anti-Zionism and really any form of criticism of Israel with anti-Semitism. And of course, the Jews are not even Shemites, so we're always one step ahead of all these critics. They will eventually catch up with us. In fact, uh, my friend uh, Dave in London sent me a video of a lady who has almost figured the whole thing out. She says, the Jews have no right to attack or even live in Palestine because they're not even Semites. They're not even Israelites. People are beginning to figure this out, folks. They're beginning to figure it out. Praise Yahweh and pass the ammunition. Anyway, such conflations lay the groundwork for the ADL to make its oft-repeated claim that SJP (coughs) and JVP, I think that's the Jewish uh, group that's opposed to what's going on in Gaza right now. And these kind of groups pop up occasionally. That is, American Jews, let me put it this way. Not that I take such a Jewish group seriously. However, Jews aren't stupid. They know that their backlash is coming. And the more the Kyrgyzstan makes them look bad, the more Kyrgyzstan behaves like a brutalitarian state, which is what it is, that makes American Jews look bad, and that makes American Jews subject to the attacks of Palestinians here and those who believe in real justice here. They're sick and tired of Jewish extremism. Sick and tired of it. Jewish fanaticism. So so it's oft-repeated claim that SJP and JVP are the, quote, photo inverse of the extreme right. Now that's fascinating. Okay, so now the Jews are admitting that there's an opposite side. The left wing is kind of just the opposite of the extreme right. Well, they created this group. The Jews created communism. They created Antifa. They created Black Lives Matter. Sometimes the monster you create gets out of hand and comes back and kicks you in the gut. And even to implicate them in the rise of anti-Semitic hate crimes. Yeah, so they're blaming the left. Well, they created the left. Because a lot of these left-wingers are true believers in communism, which the Jews created. Okay? As Yahshua said, your proselytes are twice the children of hell as yourselves. Your Frankenstein, your monsters are twice the children of hell as yourselves. These talking points have culminated in calls from the ADL for law enforcement to surveil, investigate, and possibly prosecute student activists. By the way, also on the front page of Eurofolk Radio, I have two posts about the extreme power that global jewelry has in the surveillance industry. And I'm talking about surveilling innocent civilians. And in the military sector as well. 
they have they are so advanced in their surveillance techniques which includes surveilling you on your phone your computer uh your uh, i I, th- I they could probably tap into your home you know the uh cameras you have to check out what's going on outside of your home they could probably tap into that as well and they can see who's standing outside your door ringing the doorbell that's this is how sophisticated they are because who they have so much money the Rothschilds have so much money they can control every industry and they do that's the reality these talking points have culminated in calls from the ADL for law enforcement to surveil even more than they do already and that was uh, it was uh, oh the Australian guy Assange who revealed this Several ten years ago, I think this is the real reason why he was arrested, is because he revealed the fact that the Israelis are behind global surveillance. By the way, his case is coming up real soon. I just read a brief article about it. I should actually do a report about that. His case is coming up. He may actually get justice in London. We'll see about that. You know, the Jews are going to be totally opposed to him. Uh, being on the stand and being able to give testimony. That's the last thing they want to hear from him, okay? So, and possibly prosecute, I should say, persecute student activists. In a public letter released on October 25th, the ADL and Brandeis, I think Brandeis is a university, called on university administrators to investigate and potentially criminalize students for justice in Palestine on baseless charges of material support for terrorism. Yeah, like Palestinians have so much money. They can actually support. They don't need to support terrorism. The Jews create the reaction against themselves with their brutal, absolutely brutal behavior. A call echoed and aggrandized by ADL CEO Jonathan Greenblatt in his November 15th call for the FBI and the IRS to investigate these student groups. Now, what other group in America can call upon the FBI and the IRS to surveil some other group? What other group in America has this kind of power to tell the FBI what to do? There is no such other group. It's only the Jewish group. In addition, the ADL recently described Jewish Voice for Peace, a group long devoted to dismantling anti-Semitism, uh, anti-Judaism, as a hate group. Okay, so now their own people they call haters. Because I just explained to you why. Because American Jews see the handwriting on the wall. And the Jews in Israel and Pakistan keep this up. As I said, they have di- the Jews have documented a 40% increase worldwide of attacks, both verbal and physical, against Jews from last year. For us, this is great news. Not that we condone violence, but because people are waking up and they're using their fists and their feet and their mouths to express themselves. Because why? Because the Jews have suppressed their freedom of speech for so long that people get frustrated and angry and want, and that's, it's vigilanteism, folks. You know, as well as I do, when the people take the law into their own hands, the Jew will cry mercy. The Jew will start crying for mercy. And they already are. And that's what I think this Jewish voice for peace is all about. In other words, what they are saying to Kyrgyzstan, to Bibi Netanyahu, tone it down because Americans are starting to attack us simply for being Jews. Because they equate us with you, Bibi. The impetus for the claim was the October 27th sit-in in Grand Central Station, which called for a ceasefire in Gaza. 
repeating the mantra that the anti-Zionist groups are the photo inverse of white supremacists. They'll be white supremacists soon enough. The ADL's weaponization of anti-Semitism effectively censors critics of Israel. That is correct. You know, it's like the boy who cried wolf. People are getting tired of hearing the boy cry wolf and nothing ever happens to him. So nobody pays attention anymore. And one of these days, the wolf is going to gobble up the little Jew who cried wolf. For instance, the ADL works hard to ban the use of words like apartheid and genocide in relation to Kyrgyzstan, even though leading human rights institutions and scholars have used the same word to describe Kyrgyzstan's actions. Moreover, in a move that is clearly aligned with white supremacist gold, oh no! Anglo-Defamation League has even taken legal action against a K-12 school, which is kindergarten to uh, high school, claiming that the content in its ethnic studies curriculum is anti-Jewish, for, among other things, describing Kyrgyzstan as a settler colonialist. There you go. Michael Sweet and I have just finished a three-part series on Jewish banker colonialism which is still in existence today, but nobody ever talks about it. Why? Because the Jews control the media, the Jews control academia, and nobody knows about banker colonialism, which is ravaging the third world with debt. Ravaging. And the Jews get a pass because they own all the politicians, and any famous person such as Lucas Gage, gets raked over the coals as soon as they speak out. And Elon Musk was criticized by the Jews for allowing uh, Lucas Gage for saying what he says about the Jews. That the Jews are nothing but evil people. You can't trust any of them. So he must have been listening to your folk radio. And I've been telling people, the only Jew that I would actually grace with the uh, label of truth seeker and truth teller is Benjamin Friedman who wrote the book Jesus was not a Jew and exposed how the Jews stabbed Germany in the back with the Balfour Declaration if it weren't for his expose of that topic most Americans would not know how the Jews maneuvered us into World War I with the Balfour Declaration. It was a quid pro quo between the Jews and the British who told the Jews, well, and actually the Jews told the British, if you support our campaign to get into Palestine, we will exercise all the influence we have in America to bring the Americans into the war. The Balfour Declaration was a quid pro quo. That's what it was, okay? I scratch your back, you scratch your back, (laughs) right? The Jews will never do anything for you. They never will. Absolutely never will. Okay? So, so all of a sudden, the Jews created these groups such as Antifa and communism, and now they're accusing those same people of behaving like right-wing extremists. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Belying the political aims of repression behind its, quote, no place for hate campaign, the Anglo-Defamation League makes ample space for the hateful and despicable policy of criminalizing dissent. There you go. That is hateful and despicable. And I have a lot of friends who have gone around the country dropping flyers and leaflets condemning the Jews. But, and we, they can do that. It's legal to do that here in America because we have a First Amendment. And if the First Amendment doesn't work, we have a Second Amendment. But what the Jews do to skirt that law is they put rules in place on how you can distribute flyers. And I know, in fact, I was stopped by the police in Indiana because we were throwing flyers out the window and 
they're not supposed to land on people's lawn. They have to land on the driveway or on the stoop or the porch of the person you want to give it to. So they were following us around, and I guess one of our flyers landed on the lawn. So there goes the siren, there goes the bright lights in my rearview mirror, and oh no, we're getting pulled over. Well, they didn't arrest me, but they arrested my two friends. <coughs> and the reason they didn't arrest me is because I didn't make a fuss. I said, okay, okay, officer, here's my, here's my driver's license. Oh, your driver's license is expired. I didn't realize that my driver's license, but I had an Illinois driver's license, not an Indiana driver's license. And I said, okay, well, Mr. James, because you have been so calm and courteous with us, we're not going to arrest you, but your two friends who uh, put up a resistance to our attempt to, well, actually, let me put it this way. They know my two friends very well because they have a, they have a track record with the police, okay? And they were looking for us. They were looking for us. And so, oh, we got the we got the guys who've been distributing these anti-Jewish flyers. Oh, we got them. We have them. We have them in our sights. We're following them. Get ready. We're going to bring them in. So they were dead set to arrest Travis and Ken. They were dead set to arrest them. Okay. So anyway, fortunately they let me go because I was the driver and I had to drive home. And I had to inform Travis's wife that he's in the clink. So, okay, here we go. We got to dredge up the funds to get him out of jail. Ultimately, they were set free because all they could charge them with was littering. That's how the Jews operate. So if they can't nail you for freedom of speech, they'll get you for littering. And they did that to Gina Aversano. They did that to the Goyim Defense League. The leader of the Goyim Defense League is spending a month in jail for littering, folks. For littering. But they know, the ADL knows that they are at the same time terrorizing all the politicians in the state of Florida, Illinois, Indiana, and elsewhere with their legal tactics. There's a word for it. Uh, it's, uh, I think... Uh, Legal, uh, anyway, using the law to attack people, to make war. Law, uh, yeah, lawfare, I think they call it. Lawfare, where you use the law to make war on people. And that's what they're doing. They have the money to do it, and they have the clout to do it. So, uh, so first, it works to reinforce the conflation of Zionism and Judaism, which are one and the same thing. Second, it works to distance the ADL from its own support for right-wing extremists. Well, I think what they mean here is the hardcore right-wingers in Israel. Because there's no such thing as a right-winger outside of Israel. There's no such thing as a right-wing Jew. All Jews are leftists. All of them. And lastly, not unlike the right's appropriation of leftist identity politics, it functions to weaponize the language of civil rights for the purpose of upholding the status quo. Yeah, the Jewish status quo. It is through this triangulated process, for instance, that the ADL evokes hate speech to demonize the nonviolent BDS movement. The BDS movement, I forget what it stands for, but it's the movement to get uh, businesses to disinvest in uh, Kyrgyzstan. That's the BDS movement. And the Jews say, oh, that's anti-Jewish. You can't do that. Nobody should be allowed to encourage businesses not to do businesses, do business with Kyrgyzstan. Now, wait a minute. That's interfering with commerce. You don't have a right to interfere with commerce. Again, this is lawfare, folks. It's lawfare. The Anti-Defamation League's call to call to investigate SJP and other groups. How about investigating me and Anglo-Saxon Israel and EFR and other pure-blooded right-wing patriots? How about investigating patriots? Because the Jews are the least patriotic group 
here in America. They, oh, they, they will drape themselves in the American flag and then they will drape the Jewish flag over that because we know they put Israel before America. Okay, and now interestingly, they ratchet up the ADL's long-standing efforts to silence criticism of Kyrgyzstan to a new level of McCarthyite climate of fear and repression. Okay, they still don't realize that Mark McCarthy had nailed the very Jews that they are now finally beginning to understand what McCarthy was trying to tell them. Although they still blame McCarthy because he was right. And they still believe the Jewish lie that he was wrong. It is through this new McCarthyism, so-called, that the the Anglo-Defamation League's investments in institutionalizing white supremacy become abundantly clear. They falsely believe the Jews are white. Boy, these guys have a lot to learn. The history of working with law enforcement to criminalize black and brown communities is well documented. It is no surprise, then, that the Anglo-Defamation League would invoke the Material Support for Terrorism Clause introduced in Title 12 Terrorism of the 1994 Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act, which Michelle Alexander and others have credited with the rise of mass incarceration as especially targeted black men. Well, good for them. Hopefully they know it was the Jews who created that document. It's also no surprise that the ADL has found support for these baseless accusations of material support for terrorism with the Biden administration. Uh, Have you noticed that all of Biden's family is married into Jewry? Have you noticed that all of Trump's family is married into Jewry? Since Biden was the architect of the 1994 crime bill, he was already in their pocket, the crook that he is. Though he originally won support for the bill by stoking fear about predators on the streets, some 25 years later now, in the aftermath of the George Floyd uprising, Biden admitted the bill was a mistake. (laughs) Sorry, it only hurts when I cough. When I laugh, sorry, and that makes me cough. Biden is a joke. Biden himself is a mistake. We can't wait 25 years to realize the dangerous precedent of baselessly charging student groups with a felony linked to terrorism. Well, now maybe you people know how we feel, how the right wing feel when we try to expose Judaism for what it really is. Now you people on the left are, you know, do you still support George Soros? George Soros funds your operations, leftists. George Soros does not fund right wing operations. They're getting close to figuring this out, folks. They're getting very close to figuring it out. Legislation aimed at curtailing extremism has also served to vastly expand the surveillance of black and brown communities. How about white communities? How about white nationalists? Doxing people. How about Tucker Carlson? It was the ADL that insisted that Tucker Carlson be taken off the air. That was the ADL's operation, folks. One historian's point point that McCarthyism should more accurately be called Hooverism is applicable to the ADL. Given its history of working with the FBI to surveil black liberation movements, Arab and Muslim groups, and other civilian and human rights organizations. Indeed, the Anglo-Defamation League continues to spy on organizers including groups like SJP and JVP, groups which the Jews themselves created, through affiliates like the Israel and Campus Coalition, ICC, which infiltrates and spies on the groups and then feeds the ADL data from the ICC's web of campus spies. Oh, now you figured out. The Jews are spying on you. Right, leftists? You finally figured it out. For the ADL or any entity to charge a student group with material support for terrorism, while the U.S. sends billions of material support to aid a genocidal military campaign that has so far killed over 13,000 civilians in Gaza, is unconscionable. I can't agree more. It keeps no one safe, neither from the violence nor from discrimination. 
by designating pro-Palestinian advocates as extremists, the ADL uses the alibi of white supremacism to foment repression. Well, I don't, the ADL does not pretend to be a white supremacist organization. They hate white supremacism. That, in fact, we are their main target. These leftists ought to understand that. So, uses the alibi of white supremacists. In other words, what they're, they're saying, they're accusing these leftists now of white supremacists. So, come on. I mean, talk about confusion. Okay? All the plans of mice and Jews will fall apart, folks. They will fall apart. And it is falling apart. In other words, the Jews have created so many false memes about their enemies, and they've created so many false groups to use and to exploit against us white people that uh, and uh, they, they create these communist movements to precisely to ex- uh, attack white people. But now these same white people are attacking the Jews. Thank you, Yahweh. Thank you, Yahweh. The dead men's bones of Ezekiel 37 are coming back to life. This is the moment to see the Anglo-Defamation League for what it is, an organization that will not hesitate to weaponize anti-Judaism to chill speech and squash liberation movements. Drop the ADL. Oh, that guy is an anti-Semite, don't you know? Okay. (laughs) All right. I'm loving this. Okay. Now, getting back to the ADL, and I'm going to put the link into the chat room. This is about Mary Fagan and the ADL. And the reason I'm putting this up is because when I did the interview today with Fetch on Speak Free Radio, I I realized something that I never realized before. And namely that the Mary Fagan case had to be squashed by Jewry because the last thing the Jews want people to know about is B'nai B'rith, that secret society, because they don't want people to understand that Judaism is itself a secret society, or that there's a secret society, the B'nai B'rith, that operates behind the scenes to attack people, especially Americans. And because Leo Frank was the head of B'nai B'rith in Atlanta when he murdered Mary Fagan, the New York Jews had to intervene and start telling lies about the case. And they had to squash any mention of B'nai B'rith and the fact that Leo Frank was, in fact, the head of B'nai B'rith when he murdered Mary Fagan. They can't allow such a group to get a black eye in public. So that's why the Jews created the ADL, is to prevent any discussion of Jewish secret societies. Now, there's a great picture of uh, Mary Fagan here, and I'll I'll post this when I upload the show. This is another good website, mindseyemag.com. Leo Max Frank, born April 17, 1884, was a violent Jewish serial child molester, pedophile rapist, adulterous whoremonger, and vicious strangler known for the 1913 ritual murder of the 13-year-old Mary Fagan. That's a great introduction. Born to a Jewish-American family in Texas, Frank was raised in New York and earned a degree in mechanical engineering from Cornell University before moving to Atlanta in 1908. Marrying in 1910, he involved himself with the city's Jewish community and was elected president of the Atlanta chapter of the B'nai B'rith, a Jewish fraternal organization, no, secret society, in 1912. Modern B'nai B'rith members have exhibited an ongoing, current, and troubling history of pedophilia, including harboring child pornography. You're talking about rabbis too, right? Harboring child pornography. And Leo Frank would be a part of that child sex legacy, revealing the historical pedophile tendencies of the B'nai, that is the Jewish, past and present and future, if we keep allowing it. 
Frank worked as a high-profile general superintendent at the Jewish-owned National Pencil Company. You know, I said this is why the Jews from New York had to come down to Atlanta and crush any mention of Jews other than Leo Frank. What his connection was with Benai Brith and the fact that the pencil company was owned by Jews and Jew, 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 Jew. You cannot have that. He was hired on by his uncle Moses Frank, an investor and stock owner in the company. More than 19 factory employees in 1913 would disclose that Leo Frank was an aggressive sexual predator and child molester, one who often made inappropriate sexual innuendos and propositioned numerous preteen and teenage child laborers for sexual favors. Sounds like a typical Jew. When the lights are not shining on them, Leo M. Frank managed two companies, the Forsyth and Bell Pencil Lead Plant. They were grueling sweatshops that employed Gentile, poverty-stricken preteen and teenage girls and boys. These children from poor families often worked 11-hour shifts during the day, five to six days a week, in horrendous conditions and for meager pay for just pennies an hour. In 1913, there were growing concerns amongst the citizens regarding child labor at factories owned by members of the members of the Jewish community. One of these children was 13-year-old Mary Fagan, who worked at the National Pencil Company. On Confederate Memorial Day, oh no, we can't have that. The Jews have worked hard to get rid of that. On Confederate Memorial Day, Saturday, April 26, 1913, Mary Fagan left home at a quarter to 12 and headed to the pencil factory. She was to pick up her pay of $1.20, a day's work. According to Leo Frank, in a uh, shuttered factory, Mary Fagan walked into his second floor inner office at 12.02 p.m., but Frank claimed he did not know her name at the time. Yeah, you don't, well, I guess it doesn't matter if you know the name of the girl you're lusting after. Wanting to rape. Yeah, 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 like uh, uh, Epstein and Bernstein and and all the other Steens, all the other Jewish Steens that run the porn industry and Hollywood and the sex trafficking industry and the abortion industry, etc., etc. You can count Gatestein in that group too. And, but Frank claimed he did not know her name at the time. She called out her employee number, number 186. Frank claimed he thumbed through his payroll box and pulled out an envelope with her initials, MP, and the employee number, 186, written on it with a lead pencil, and then handed the envelope to 13-year-old Mary Fagan. According to Frank, as Mary Fagan was about to leave, she allegedly turned around at the door and asked him if the medal had arrived. And Leo Frank claimed he told her no. It was later determined that Leo Frank had lured Mary Fagan into the metal room, which was just down the hall from his own second floor office, with an answer to her question about whether or not the metal had come, saying, I don't know. Let's go see. Well, what metal? Well, most of these pencils had a little metal band around the back end that housed an eraser. I can't imagine any other metal being required. And this is, of course, brass, or it might have been bronze at that time. Fagan was one of four child laborers who had been laid off the previous Monday, April 21, 1913, when supplies of brass sheet metal had run out. After having lured her into the metal room and closing the doors behind them, Leo offered Mary her job back in exchange for sex. When she resisted him and tried to escape, Frank grabbed her, pounded her in the face with his angry fist and slammed her head against the handle of the lathe machine, leaving six to twelve bloody hairs entangled on it. Then he bludgeoned, raped, and garroted Fagan with a seven-foot cord so she couldn't tell anyone. Choked her, might have even hung her. Barry Fagan's strangulation became a national scandal once the discovery of it hit the media press. The Jewish community feared being disgraced because a high-profile member of their community had committed such a disgraceful, heinous crime. Indeed, Mary Fagan's strangulation became a national scandal once the discovery of it hit the media's press. Okay, 
beating. This is why the New York Jews had to go down there and do damage control before it was called damage control. In other words, what they did was they bribed the governor of Georgia to commute the lawful sentence to death of Leo Frank. Leo Frank was totally convicted because he he put into evidence, he and his lawyer put into evidence a scribbled note by the janitor, the black janitor, admitting to the crime. And so when that black janitor was on the witness stand and he was shown the note and Leo Frank's lawyer said, can you read this note? And he said, no, I don't know how to read or write. Okay. At which time Leo Frank's heart sank into his groin, maybe as far as into his shoes, because he had forged that note trying to convict the janitor. Folks, this is what happened. It was that forged note that pointed straight at Leo Frank and his guilt. I can imagine the hush and murmuring in the crowded courtroom when this was revealed. I could just imagine. But nobody's done a movie about that. Maybe somebody should. So, folks, this is what we're dealing with when we're dealing with Jews. Now, the fact is that the Jews will always try to cover up the crimes of their own people, as they did in the case of Leo Frank. They do it constantly. They did it in France. And by controlling the mass media, and all the media for that matter, including the news service, the wires like Associated Press, Reuters, etc., They can control the news. They can control which stories get published and which don't. This is the reality. Am I being hateful when I reveal these facts? Well, this is why the Anglo-Defamation League was created, to prevent such facts from coming out. They know that they control the politicians with bribery, blackmail, and murder if they have to. That's why they murdered Lincoln. That's why they murdered Kennedy. Because they they did too much to oppose Jewish criminality. Even without, without saying the word Jew. But Kennedy gave his famous uh, conspiracy theory speech, secret society speech. And Lincoln created the greenbacks which deprived the Jews of their precious usury. Whenever you you hit the bottom line, deprive the Jews of the bottom line, they will not hesitate to kill you. Not hesitate at all. Anyway, okay, after Frank murdered Mary Fagan, he asked his lackey Negro custodian and watchdog, Jim Connolly, to dump the body in the rear of the basement in front of a large furnace with the unspoken intention of later asking Connolly to stuff Mary Fagan in the oven to cremate her. When Frank and Connolly went back to Leo's Leo's second-floor office, Frank asked Connolly to ghostwrite unheard-of, never-before-created murder notes as if they were being written by Mary Fagan while she was in the middle of being raped and killed by the night watchman, Newt Lee. Now, I'm not not sure which one uh, Frank tried to incriminate, whether it was Newt Lee or Jim Connolly. It was one of those two. And when it was revealed in court that the supposed author of that note couldn't read or write, was illiterate, Leo Frank's fate was sealed. Thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh. Pass the ammunition. See you tomorrow on Bloodlines and Voice of Christian Israel. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Free people will never remain free if they are not willing, if need be, to fight for their vital interests. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem.
Restoration Hour with Pastor Eli James.